Welcome back. This is episode three. I am very excited to cover this topic because it's basically the main topic that uh, runs the way I, or drives the way I do business. Um, so, all right. So a long time ago, when I first started SharePoint, or started, you know, working on SharePoint, I, um, so in my organization, I got, oh, actually, hold on, wait. So for, first I found out about SharePoint. They brought it on board. It was like, yeah, this is going to change everything, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And they sent me to training for it because I was already the IT guy in the shop and they said, we're going to send you to training and you can learn about it. Uh, I went to training. It was like four days. Um, and I have to say, my mind was blown. I don't, I, I don't know. Actually, I do know why. Because I never seen anything before built into where I worked at that organization. I didn't see anything that was going to allow me to do the things that they were saying I could do with this. It was just like a, the, the, a great way to organize information, but also have everybody else have access to this information that you were organizing. And I was I thought this was like the greatest thing ever, especially because I, that's why I have to keep driving home this people over tech thing is because my thought process was, oh, man, I'm going to make so many people happy with this because this is going to, you know, remove frustrations. This is going to do this It's going to do that. I was ready. I was ready to, you know, put this whole thing out there. So after training, I come back to the organization. I'm like, hey, listen, I'm telling everybody, listen, uh, leadership, not leadership, whoever. I'm like, listen, this thing is about to change the game. Uh, we got to start implementing this and implementing that. It was a whole thing. Um, but this was my first lesson is that even though I was thinking outwardly like, man, this is going to help people, when it came time for me to develop things on the platform, on the SharePoint pl platform, I was thinking in my terms. I didn't know anything about um, UX, so, you know, user experience for what for people that don't know. And basically what that is, is the experience that people uh, have when they're using a certain product or system. And in this case, the, the system would be something that I put together on SharePoint, and I said... This will help you do X, Y, and Z, not really considering the experience that the person would go through when using that tool. And the reason why is because I was, I'm a technical person. So at the time, I was thinking, you know, if I could go through these extra clicks and if I could know that this URL looks this way, but it looks different on this page or you know, uh, up in the upper left-hand corner, this thing can do so many things. Or, hey, if you right-click, you can get to do these things. I knew all these things as a technical person, and I created things in the same way. Like, I thought I was preparing it for technical people. But that's not what was going on. I was preparing it for business users, for people who had to go and use something and have it be as easy as one, two, three, right? Like, it shouldn't be anything complicated, I shouldn't be teaching you a whole new thing just to get some small part of your day done. Or if I have to teach you, it shouldn't be like some difficult thing that you would struggle to use on a regular basis. Things I did not know about. So we go to, um, uh, I don't know how long into you know me being this SharePoint person, that we ended up at a, a, a big meeting. There was a big meeting happening at, um, I'm laughing because I'm thinking about what happened at the meeting that I'm about to explain. So uh, we have a big meeting 
And at this big meeting, it we we this organization that I was at had a lot of sub organizations, right? So maybe like seven or eight. So the the IT folks that were the leadership of those, the okay. The IT leadership at those sub-organizations came up to our headquarters for this big meeting. Um, and a lot of people, a lot of new faces that I'd never met, some people I've only known through email, whatever. It was a good, it was a good, good meet and greet. Um, so this meeting is about to start. Now, the big boss, head of everybody, he comes in to set the meeting off with like a speech. He says, uh, you know, we're looking for you guys to do great things. Um, we're excited, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. So while he was telling us, you know, he's excited and looking forward to big things, there was a guy, one of the IT leaders at um, the organization. He kind of was like, his attitude was, um, it was off-putting because he was kind of like, you know, uh, given the given the big boss, um, I don't want to say he was he was, you know, rubbing him the wrong way, but may, maybe he was. He was kind of rubbing him the wrong way because he was kind of like interrupting or saying things like he didn't have that can do it attitude that I learned. You know what I mean? Like no matter what industry or what whatever I was doing in my life, I always was like, yeah, we can do it. I was very optimistic. This guy sounded the complete opposite. You know what I'm saying? He was very pessimistic and was making comments that had me as like a junior guy. I was sitting there like. Why is he? Why is he being so negative? Like, why does he think that we can't get this done? You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, what's the purpose of even being here? Like, why are you here showing up and trying to be in this meeting and do all that if you think it's gonna fail? So, you know, rub me the wrong way, and I'm just like, man, this sucks. This is about to suck. So, big boss leaves, and now the IT leader at headquarters, he is now talking to the whole room and saying, you know. Uh, this is what we're going to do. I'm excited to do it. Blah, blah, blah. Same thing the big boss just did. But this time, the other guy that I'm talking about, the IT leader from one of the suborgs, he gets, you know, his chest puffed out a little bit more because now it's not the big boss. He feels a little bit more comfortable really like saying what he feels. He said a bunch of stuff. And one thing that stood out to me is that he says you can't, you can't change anything here because that oh that was the mission of that group was to provide one big win for the whole organization something in the IT field like we need a big win we need one thing that um would provide value and would be a big win he was saying that's not going to happen it's it's not going to happen because your culture here is not good so you can't change any uh you can't make any you can't implement any big changes like that with bad culture I didn't know what the, I didn't know what he was talking about, uh, and, and maybe I'd heard this term before or even this concept, but it wasn't sitting with me. But I know that when he said it, it, uh, it out of all of the things that he said, that stood out to me, and so I was like, "Oh, wait a minute! Now I got to know what's going on here." So we had like a break, and during the break, I asked him. I went up to him and I said, um, "What do you mean by that? What do you mean by?" the culture and you know we can't implement because the culture and blah 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 this is when i got this big lesson that changed my entire life and the way i do work and he was like as long as people here don't want to show up to work are not happy uh at work 
uh, have no confidence in leadership, get no communication from leadership, naming all the things that make a culture bad that I know now. At the time, I was just like learning. He said, it doesn't matter what you do, what technology you do. As long as the people are unhappy here uh, and not willing to work and not willing to you know, do all these other things, that technology is not going to move the needle at all. And at that moment, I understood him, but it took some time before the, the gravity of what he was saying really hit me. And <clears throat> pardon me. And that is what is a big deal to me is that I found out he was one million percent correct. I started to consume uh, websites and books and and talk to other people and talk to him some more and other leadership to find out more about this whole t- uh, subject. Because another thing that was going on with me is I was inside of an office in this organization that was not like the rest of the offices in the organization. I was happy coming to work every day. The people I worked with were great. We were doing a great job. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really loved that team. But outside of that team, there was very few teams within the organization that worked that way. It was people were miserable and and their leadership didn't care and and all this other stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was really bad. Um, so So... After that point on, when when I when I started to consume this information, and you you know the stuff like um, uh, uh, what, what what's my guy that wrote the uh, don't tell me don't make me think I think it was called don't make me think. Uh, he wrote a book. I'm gonna put I'm gonna link to this book these books in the show notes. He wrote a book called Don't Make Me Think. I believe it was called Don't Make Me Think, and it was basically explaining when you go to a website, stop doing things that has to make me sit there and make decisions. Make the decision for me and make it easy for me to use this site. Uh, what's his name? Um, my favorite author, Pat Lencioni. Um, I, I think I'm saying that right. He, he said how to say it, Lencioni. He wrote Getting Naked. He, wrote, he writes a lot of ba- uh, business books, but his business books are dope to me because they're stories. He tells stories. So these stories that he's telling, it makes me want to read the whole book all the way through. As opposed to these other business books that be giving out lessons. I don't know, maybe halfway through, I get the lesson, I understand it, I'm good. I don't have to keep on going. Um, he wrote Getting Naked. Getting Naked was uh, uh, about how to be vulnerable with your consultant clients. And while at the time I wasn't an independent consultant like I am now, I still was a consultant. I would consult people on SharePoint before I build the tool that they asked for. And um, he he basically taught how to be vulnerable as a consultant. Now, reading his book made me feel like, wow, this guy's speaking my language. It, he just reiterated that I was doing the I was doing the right thing. Where other people would say, you know, now nah, it's cutthroat and forget what the customer needs. Just you know, give them. You know, think about the money, not about the people. And some other books, uh, I'll try to link to some in the, in the notes. Can't remember off the top of my head. I probably should have prepared some notes and, and told you. But um, these these things all started to shape the way that I now do business today and have been doing business for a really long time, which is thinking about the people that I'm doing the business for. So if I sit down with an administrative assistant who's working for some high-powered person and and 
they tell me, here's what I need. I'm not thinking just, oh, well, technically we're going to hook you up. I'm thinking, oh, yeah, technically I'm going to hook you up. But I know that you have, because I, I talk to people, you have this situation going on in, in your life. So when you come to work, it, it might be a little bit stressful. You know what I'm saying? Uh, why do we want to add to your stress by making this tool that I'm going to do for you, that I'm going to build for you, more stressful? It, it, it doesn't work or it's... Um, it's not to your standard or it may, it was, it's more uh, stressful than the, the old, old way you were using um, that type of stuff. But on the flip side, I also think, wow, if we nail this, this person is going to be so much more happy. You know what I'm saying? So one, one thing, one little thing we can fix while they're at work is going to make them happy. You know what I mean? And, uh, and bring some joy to their face when they go, wow. The way I was doing it before was taking so long and it was so annoying. And now in two, three minutes, I get everything done and I can move on to doing something else. Like that type of stuff is great. You know what I mean? I love hearing that stuff and it drives me. So that's why the original thing that I built when I first learned about SharePoint, why that didn't um that didn't resonate is because again, I was looking at it from yes, I wanted to help people, but I didn't care about the experience that they were going to have when they had it because I was thinking their experience was going to be like mine. You just figure it out. You click here, you click there. Now I'm like, how do we make this? When I listen to somebody, when I listen to somebody tell me what they need, I don't just hear the technical portion. I also hear them as a person telling me what's frustrating them. So I'm like, oh man, that's key. I definitely got to nail that one. I got to make sure that they see that um, it can be better. You know what I'm saying? And then when I produce that and they go, oh man, this is crazy. This is, this is so much better than what I was doing before. Whatever, whatever. I live for that. I live for that. You know what I'm saying? Cause I love to, you know, make it better. And when I don't make it better, I'm never, you know, thinking that it's the, it's on the, it's on them. They didn't tell me what they needed properly. I think it's on me. And I'm like, how do I fix that? How do we make this better? Because it's not perfect. You're not going to knock it out of the park every time. Uh, but anyway, that's my philosophy. And I think that you need to adapt that philosophy for SharePoint. If you're going to be somebody using SharePoint and getting your organization on board with SharePoint and getting your uh, uh, different pockets of the organization on board with SharePoint, you have to understand that it's people that are going to be using these tools. Something that I always say that I've been saying since that day, I mean, since I've you know figured this whole concept out, is that I would rather take subpar technology with a above average team than a subpar team with above average technology. Basically, I prefer good people with bad tech because your good people are going to Get it done. They're going to figure it out. Do we have to use a chalkboard, a whiteboard, a pen and paper, whatever? We're going to figure it out. So imagine that sweet combo of um, a good team with good technology. Imagine that. Like that's like uh, if you if, so if you go to the gym and you work out, you know, you go to the gym, you work out, you, you do your thing, you come back, you're good to go. You get up the next morning, you do it again. But if you get some type of technology that allows you to track what you're doing at the gym and you get to see your results and you get to see 
what's working and what days you do better. And when you get much, this much sleep, you can do this on the third. Imagine that you're already doing the part that you need to do, which is go to the gym. That's the, that's the goal. The goal is to go to the gym, lose weight, stay fit, whatever that type of stuff. The technology does supplements that it supports that it helps you do your job better and makes it easier for you to do your job. It doesn't do your job for you. It's not going to make you go to the gym. You go to the gym and the technology will supplement you and help you do your do your gym stuff better. If you think about that with work, that's why I prefer good people over the tech. Cuz we'll we'll figure it out and then we'll get better with when we supplement it with tech. It's just it's it's a great feeling. Um I think that's all I got. Uh, I just wanted to really set the scene for that. You know what I mean? Here in one of these early episodes, because I don't, I, I really want people, I, I want a reference for people to, you know, when they, if they come listen to the show later, I want to be able to be like, yeah, go back and listen to this episode and this episode that will set the scene for all of the other things that I do that I record. Cause I'm not going to be able to explain it in every single episode or whatever, but at least I can reference it. So if I say something like, Let's say it's 10 episodes, 20 episodes, 100 episodes later, and I say something like, yeah, well, I'm the type of person that, you know, I'm a big believer in people over tech. And if you want to know more about that, you can go listen to episode blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? That's what I mean. Um, so anyway, yeah, that's all I got. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. I am Therm or Thurman, you know what I mean? Whatever you want to call me. Um, this is the SharePoint Help Desk. This is where we help people do their job better through the use of technology, specifically SharePoint. Um, yeah, find me on LinkedIn. I'm active there and I do respond. Uh, and I, I love to interact. Um, and I'm taking questions, you know what I mean? I'm taking requests. I'm doing all that. So yeah, just let me know. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is very exciting for me. I've been putting this off for so long (laughs) and now I'm finally doing it. Uh, I appreciate you here rocking with me to the end. I appreciate it. Thank you.